Welcome to Padea. I am Joshua Taylor, head of school at Grace Classical Christian Academy. I thought about starting a segment that kind of goes back to the basics, Education 101. Reevaluating what motivates us, what drives us, how can we become better equipped for the task that's in front of us. When it comes to education, what is at the very, very top is an understanding that God is faithful to his promises to this generation, but also to the next. This truth is vital in understanding the mission and vision of restoring civilization, which is what we believe we're doing here at Grace. We are equipping students, training them in righteousness, so that they can engage the culture and restore civilization to know how to think, to love learning, and to honor Christ. That is what's at the very top. A school like this doesn't exist to just be a thing. It doesn't exist for us to survive. It's not that simple. We believe what we're doing is a byproduct of biblical community. Schools like ours exist to come alongside families, parents, primarily fathers, and raising their children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. The very moment that a school like ours tries to be something by ourselves, disconnected from biblical community, the church, and the family, is when a classical Christian school is no longer effective and is outside a biblical understanding of education. I thought it would be appropriate as we're going back to the basics to reevaluate Grace's mission, vision, and purpose statement. So I thought it would be good to actually just read it and offer some commentary on how I understand it um, and how we are training our teachers to understand it. At Grace Classical Christian Academy, we're a private classical and Christian school dedicated to providing families with an exceptional Christian education in a discipleship setting. Here is our purpose statement. The undergirding philosophy of Grace Classical Christian Academy is a complete belief in and adherence to the Bible as God's word applicable to all areas of life. This first statement, first sentence in our purpose outlines a great picture of what we understand the word paideia to mean. A complete belief in and adherence to the Bible as God's word applicable to all areas of life. So the task before us is to read God's word, understand his commands, and push all of that out to the edges. Um, understanding how all of Christ is for all of life. Understand how these commands, the principles of God's word, are for every situation, but it is, uh, it is our task to understand how to apply them in different situations. The purpose statement continues, as a result of this conviction, Grace Classical Christian Academy should be considered as an extension of the family unit under the assumption that the education of young people is the responsibility of parents and the immediate family rather than the responsibility of the government or even of the church. You know, one of the phrases you hear in classical Christian education is in loco parentis, in lieu of the parents. The parents have granted teachers the authority in their place for the time that they are at the school to be representatives of the parents. Uh, the, my authority, the teacher's authority, 
only goes as far as what the parents grant to us. And the parents' authority even only goes as far as the authority that is granted to them by God. So ultimately, when it comes to discipline or being representatives to the kids, we as a school ultimately want to point that authority line back to God. Whenever we say, um, Johnny, would you please raise your hand? And there's disobedience. We want Johnny to see that that disobedience is to us. It's to the parents who have delegated that authority to us, but ultimately it's to God. Uh, the purpose statement continues, as parents, we want to provide for our children an education that is both rigorously Christian and vigorously thoughtful. Then the mission statement, to provide an excellent classical education founded upon a biblical worldview, which instills a love of learning, the ability for children to know how to think, not what to think, and in all things to honor and glorify Jesus Christ. These are essentially the three legs that the school sits on. And if you remove any one of them, then it breaks down. For instance, if you take out the honoring and glorification of Christ in the education, then essentially what is the net gain of everything that we're doing here? If you remove Christ as the center, the foundation, uh, in who all things hold together, then essentially we're training really, really smart people to be atheists. We're training that God is irrelevant to math, to science, to every academic venture, to every vocation. If Christ doesn't stay at the center, then we forcibly remove Christ as the center. At best, teaching that God is irrelevant, that Christ is irrelevant to being a plumber, to being a farmer, to Latin, to math, to whatever. Additionally, if you teach the students to know how to think, to honor Christ, but to not love what they're doing, then they're missing the entire point of education being a gift from God. Proverbs talks about the gifts of God. It's better than silver and jewels, the words of the Lord, and we are to love the standard. Christ also gives us um, a commission to go into the world and make disciples. So if the students love learning and they're honoring Christ, but they do not have the ability to think, then to what effect can they be as they engage culture? So these are the three legs that we sit on, and, and each of them is vitally important, all of them following uh, uh, falling under the notion that we're supposed to do everything to honor Christ, that you know Romans 12, that in every way we should present our bodies as living sacrifices, pleasing and holy unto the Lord. That's the Josh Taylor summary. Up next is the vision statement. We aim to graduate young men and women who think clearly and listen carefully with discernment and understanding, who reason persuasively and articulate precisely, who are capable of evaluating their entire range of experience in the light of scriptures, and who do so with eagerness and joyful submission to God. We desire them to recognize cultural influence as distinct from biblical and to be unswayed towards evil by the former. We aim to find them well prepared in all situation, situations, excuse me, possessing both information and the knowledge of how to use it. We desire that they be socially graceful and spiritually gracious, equipped with and understanding the tools of learning desiring to grow in understanding, yet fully realizing the limitations and foolishness of the wisdom of this world. We desire they have a heart for the lost, 
and the courage to seek to dissuade those who are stumbling towards destruction, that they distinguish real religion from religion and form only, and that they possess the former, knowing and loving the Lord Jesus Christ, and all these we desire them to possess with humility and gratitude to God. I would like to just draw a special emphasis right here on the idea of humility and gratitude. Perhaps two of the most difficult things to develop, two of the most difficult things for us as sinners to, um, to be conformed to the image of Christ in, humility and gratitude. You know, gratitude is one of those things that we throw around all the time. We want the students to have attitudes of gratitude. But humility and gratitude have so much to do with perspective. One of the areas of focus um, for me when it comes to training my own children, but also thinking about how to come alongside parents here at the school is thinking about how to provide perspective to these students who simply didn't grow up in the same types of situations that we did. And pretty much everyone who's listening will have different stories and in, in, in how they um, were raised and what kind of schools they went to. But in my own particular situation, there were things that I became aware of very, very early on that, if nothing else, gave me a developed perspective on the type or the type of world that we we live in and the, the depths of depravity and those types of things. And I'm thankful to God that we don't have um, that type of culture here at this school, the kind of culture that was in my school growing up. But we also have to make sure we carefully teach our students um, this perspective about the world around them and that, that being at grace is a, a massive blessing. And as we learn perspective and realize the good gifts that we're being given, I think the, the, the appropriate response is humility and gratitude, especially gratitude, thankfulness for what we have. Uh, and that, that changes our focus from what we wish we had to being thankful for what we do have. So perspective, I think humility, gratitude, and with that perspective provides a great antidote to one of the things that we struggle with here at Grace the most, and that's elitism, which is, I think, one of my primary concerns uh, with uh, classical Christian education as a whole, but also something that I want to make sure that we do everything we can here at Grace to, um, to snuff out elitism. The vision statement continues, We likewise aim to cultivate these same qualities in our staff and to see them well paid so they may make a career at Grace Classical Christian Academy. We desire them to be professional and diligent in their work, gifted in teaching, loving their students and their subjects. We desire they clearly understand classical education, how it works in their classroom, and how they work and how their work fits into the whole that they possess a lifelong hunger to learn and grow and that they have opportunity to be refreshed and renewed we desire to see them coach and nurture new staff and to serve as academic mentors to students we look to see them mature in Christ growing in the knowledge of God their own children walking in the Lord we aim to cultivate in our parents a sense of responsibility for grace to see them well-informed about the goals of our classical and Christ-centered approach. We desire them to grow with the school, involved in and excited about the journey. We aim to help them to follow biblical principles and addressing concerns, to be inclined to hearing both sides of a story, 
before rendering a verdict and to embrace the scripture's injunction to encourage and stir up one another in love and good works. In a lot of ways, that's the, uh, the reason why we started a podcast in particular is um, to just be another, another way to engage the parents and to, to help them, to help us, to help the students love the standard and uh, to grow in the knowledge of uh, biblical principles. Principles are something we talk a lot about here at Grace, um, and I would like to leave you with a basic and simple definition for what it means to think principally or to have principled thinking. So here's the definition. The power of principles is that they are universal. They are timeless truths. If we understand and live our lives based on principles, we can quickly adapt. We can apply them anywhere. By teaching our children principles instead of practices or teaching them the principles behind the practices, we better equip them to handle the unknown challenges of the moment. By understanding the principles, we are able to meet the challenges of the moment more effectively, and we are also better equipped to meet the thousands of challenges of the future as well. Thank you so much for your time.